Dad, Uncle. Today we're going to talk about grandparents. All mine are dead. What a cheery start. At that, my old man's father, he died when my old man was young, so obviously I've never gotten a chance to have met him. He was a diabetic and an alcoholic and a bit of a coward, I guess, in one sense. He inherited a number of properties in the town where my family lives from his dad. There was a big fire in the market and you know, a bunch of buildings burned down. And rather than kind of coming back and laying claim to it, a bunch of people squatted and just kind of took over the land. And my grandpa didn't do anything about it. That's what my old man told me. But he was... I guess, famous or infamous for his willingness to eat exotic animals, bushmeat. He would go to market and people would sell him things they caught in from the jungle. And he would take it home, fresh kill it while getting drunk, fresh cook it up while getting drunk, and drink some more after he'd finished eating and then have a nap. His doctor told him he could not continue on with this because he was a diabetic and alcohol is not very good for diabetics. But he wanted to live his life. And that's why he died pickled at the age of 47. <laughs> My mom's dad had been an opium addict. But he kicked it at some point. It was part of his you can't tell me how to live my life attitude. So this is tied in with his making a fortune. I think his first two fortunes, what my mom told me, was they were dependent on other people kind of giving him seed money. And people kind of use this to, you know, kind of sit on his head. I can't think of the English phrase. And he said, you know what? Screw you guys. I don't need you. I don't need these drugs. Because... I think what kind of broke uh, the final straw was someone was trying to get him to seal, see, uh, sell a wheel of opium paste and he was going to make bank and he'll be really rich. So maybe he was a drug dealer in the past. Way to live this stereotype, gold grandpa. In any case, he said, nuts to all of this. Moved, you know, his family. So my mom and her siblings out to a complete different place, right? Started over. Started with nothing. You know, eventually had a publishing business, publishing slash books, business slash bookstore. Right. And there are points where they were so broke, you know, my mom had to split, you know, a small bowl of soup with her brothers. She wouldn't get in the mead because, you know, she was a girl. But, you know, she got extra carbs and, you know, they would collect things and they were kind of like a traveling pawn shop. And eventually, you know, they made back their fortune. And so my grandpa's, my maternal grandfather's opium addiction was what spurred my grandmother to smoke. She was the only old person of her generation I knew who smoked cigarettes. She didn't smoke opium. So moving on to my mom's mom, you know, the very odd fact that she actually smoked uh, was one weird thing. She also didn't eat beef. Not because she was Hindu, but she felt 
sorry for the cows and for the water buffalo because they had a hard life. They were used as you know, farm labor and she felt bad that you know after such a life of servitude they'd be slaughtered for, for food. So she never ate beef. And she only spoke of Fukinese or Fujianese. Um, in Vietnamese, the, the J turns into a hard K. So Beijing becomes Bucking, which is uh, related to, that's why the Peking, that's a different pronunciation of Beijing. I don't know how the K turns into a J. I'm not a linguist. But, you know, she didn't even know Vietnamese. Neither did my uh, mom's dad. So my mom learned that Fujianese, Mandarin, Cantonese, I think a couple other languages, and eventually English as well. But, you know, she had a nickname for me, which was Dog in Fujianese. And she called my mom Boy because my mom used to hang out with all the boys, as opposed to two older sisters who were much older than her. So she just, you know, she, my mom was a tomboy. So that's why she was nicknamed Boy. And you know, I didn't. You know, by the time I, I came around and I started having memories, like grandma, she was already pretty old, right? And you know, she lived with the youngest, her youngest son, and the youngest uncle, and they had this old school humidifier. It had a little wheel with sponges in it, which would ro slowly rotate and it rotate past a fan. Now it, you know blow the moist air and cool things off. They also had these old school fiber optic lights. And this is back in the eighties. Right? And they made like little like orchid flowers, I think, and light up. It was with probably some music or something. It's really cool. And she was a huge fan of Toonie Tuesdays at KSC. I think Toonies Tuesdays uh is now like four bucks. So two Toonies, I guess. I haven't been to KFC in a while. No. <laughs> so my uh, maternal grandma had a couple of sayings where including one where there's fire there will be Chinese people and if there's Chinese people we're either like doing laundry selling food or building railroads I guess and she was really sad when uh my paternal grandfather passed away. He passed away in '86, so he, but he was still in Vietnam. He, the rest of the family moved over. He was still there looking after some uh, of people I would call cousins, right? And his last day, like he knew something was going to happen, and he asked, you know, the, ne the nephew, one of my cousins, you know, not to leave him alone. And he said, "Oh no, no, you'll be fine, right?" And then he came back. He was dead, and Grandma was pretty brokenhearted. So I'm not sure if they cremated him and brought his remains here. Like where, you know, when grandma passed away, she was buried. And they have a combined headstone. You know, the bro put the pictures together to, you know, etch on to the stone. Okay. Um, my paternal grandmother, I've only met her the one time. We were trying to get back to see her. 2002, but by that point, she had already suffered a stroke. She was in not great health. And, you know, the communication in 2002 still wasn't the greatest. And we didn't have, like, video calling or video chat like we do now or even, like, 
text messaging, international text messaging like we do now. So my old man found out, you know, a couple months after the fact that, well, first my auntie five, his older sister had passed. And the day after grandma passed because she was so broken hearted. Right. So wish I'd seen her one more time. She thought about us a lot, me and the bro, because we are the only ones who've ever left Vietnam. My old man was one of the first, as my understanding, if not like uh, for some of my cousins who left the little town they, you know, they lived in to go to the city. Right. But, you know, until they actually leave the country, like we're still the only ones from our family to do so. So she's thought about us a lot. And obviously I think about her a lot. And, yeah, lucky I had good grandparents. Well, good grandmothers anyways. And you know, if yours are still around, give them a hug. Yeah. So, in any case, thank you very much for listening. And I'll catch you on the next one.